0: If you're lucky you listen to them talk, they're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard talk, it's Kev Lewin's decent to Sandbox.
1: What's up everybody since the Sandbox is back? Yo yo. You heard our big fantasy names. Now we're going to give you guys the flops. Everyone <laughs> that Kev will most likely draft.
2: Uh, <laughs> that has started with uh, Spinner. <laughs> exactly. Oh, wow, wow, you got Spinner on the last Wow. I, yeah, yeah look, I'm going to steal it. I'm going to yeah. steal it just because just I do have James Robinson this on the spin? list. I do have Spinner as a potential fantasy flop. And hear me out because I think is a great player and I don't want to cancel his NFL career before it pretty much started because he, he only played one year. But the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be a completely different football team, going to be a completely different offense. And I think there is definitely going to be less opportunity for Spinner knowing that they invested – Two first round picks on someone that passes the ball a lot and a first round pick on someone that's either going to take away rushing reps from James Robinson or spin up or, you know, passing targets. So um, definitely interesting scenario going down in Jacksonville. I think Travis Etienne is going to be, you know, someone that, that affects the game both on the ground and in the passing game. But I definitely think, you know, there's going to be some opportunity taken from, from James Robinson. So I would just approach with caution. Uh-huh. And if you have any expectations on him being a consistent running back, too, I feel like it might be more comfortable to say him as, you know, a flex or a running back three, in my opinion. No, that's that's fair. That's fair.
0: And my first guy, and it's it's tough because, again, this guy had, you know, a good rookie campaign last year. But I really do feel like Edward Hillier's production is gonna go down. See, and I only, I only I only feel like it get worse. I yeah. only feel that way because I feel like Mahomes is gonna have an absolute chip on his shoulder this year and <laughs> he's just gonna air the ball out. Even more than he already does. I mean, is Bell Bell's coming back? Right? No, Bell, Bell, Bell was a he was sure on a yet. one year contract, yeah.
2: but he's still a free agent. So I think it's going to be. That's interesting. what I'm saying. So if
0: they were to go out and resign, you know, a Le'Veon Bell, or you know, go get a guy like a Todd Gurley, like just to back That's up, you know, say. Clyde Edwards-Helaia, yeah. I do definitely think that'll take down because they did mm-hmm. sign Le'Veon Bell late. Obviously, we know that, and I think if they had signed him earlier in the season, we would have saw a little less production from Clyde Edwards-Helaia. <laughs> But, again, it's nothing taken away from him. Again, I just think Mahomes is going to have an absolute chip on his shoulder. I think they're going to want him to arrow the ball as much as he possibly can.
2: I think it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and, Lou, I just to, to go off of your point a little bit, because depending on how they approach you know, the, the beginning of the season, they could definitely add you a know, running back for depth. But if they you know, trust Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to be their bell cow, I, I feel like he could definitely – be explosive you know in the passing game but I think I'm out on him being like an elite rusher I don't know if he'll ever surpass 800 rushing yards in his career I think right. he can definitely catch a thousand though right so yeah. keep that in mind right. you know that's but that would that would mean you know he's the Alvin Kamara-esque player and, and there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. yeah
1: good i too I just think that they kind of not that they lost Super Bowl because of this but I think we've seen that they they need to take the pressure off Mahomes and they Literally barely ran the football in the playoff games that they did play, and mm-hmm. none of them were blowouts. Even the Cleveland game. Yeah. So I think they'll have to diversify it. But a guy I'm completely out on, I don't want to hear any of this gadget BS, dude. Is Taysom Hill. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care where he is. <laughs> Everyone has the Saints pegged for ten wins. I I will no guarantee way. you they are they are eight or eight maximum. I will say it.
2: Yeah, I like it. Yeah. And, it and it
1: doesn't make sense to me because everyone's like Drew Brees is this great quarterback. You can't lose this great quarterback it's and then so say they're an elite team. <laughs> That's like if when the Colts lost Peyton, I was like, "Oh it's like, yeah, it's like they're the going to be year, Honestly, yeah, yeah it's like, like the Pats last year. You can't, you can't say this person is so great, but when you lose them, it's all right. It's not that bad. Yeah. It is that bad, dude. Yeah. No, you have two turnover machines at QB. The only reason they went undefeated or had one loss with him is because no one knew what it was like. Yeah. Now they know what to expect. Steve's been out on them since last year,
0: <laughs> uh, and I,
1: I don't respect it at all. Another guy I know who I'm out on is Michael Thomas. Done. He's going to have some I think he's going to have a ton of yards, not that many touchdowns. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, and Kevin, I'm just going to jump in cuz I also have Michael Thomas here too and yep. since since Lou ha- has the conversation going, yeah, I think I think it's fair and Michael Thomas caught 150 balls from Drew Brees. He won't he might not get 150 targets this year. Yes. We obviously saw, you know, he battled some serious injury problems last year. Do I think Jameis can improve if he's going to be their guy? Yeah, I think he can improve. Do I think that Jameis can produce a top 10 fantasy relevant wide receiver? No, nah, I don't. And yeah, he throws the ball a lot. He slings it. But I don't I don't know. I think it's a different approach than how we had in Tampa Bay. Yeah, Michael Thomas is still great. He's. We'll talk about him like we talk about Odell. The opportunity may not be there. The explosiveness, we know if he ever had the opportunity, could still be there. But yeah, with Taysom Hill in. in Jameis Winston throwing him the ball, I definitely think that I would like someone like Keenan Allen, maybe even a Kenny Galladay a little more than a Michael Thomas.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to continue with the running back position. And this was actually the guy, Steve, that I mentioned with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, not Le'Veon Bell, but Todd Gurley. And I definitely feel like Todd Gurley's best football is behind him, right? We can all agree on that. Definitely isn't the Todd Gurley of old. But at the same time, he did kind of have a good situation in Atlanta last year. He was the running back one. You know what I mean? He got his touches, he got his red zone looks, and he had a pretty decent season for fantasy last year. At least you know, as far as PPR goes. But it's tough to think that he's gonna be able to sign with a team as a number one. You know what I mean? I feel like the number one days for Todd Gurley are done. I Feel like the number one running back. You know, in general. And, and well, what I'm saying, in general, but especially for fantasy. I mean, I don't even. He's even a stretch for you know an RB2 nowadays, you know what I mean? Especially if he's going to go to a team and be a backup now. I mean, maybe last year if you wanted to have him as a RB2, that would have worked. But, I mean, there's really only a handful of teams that he can sign to and really jump in and be the number one. And I don't think he's going to want to do that. I think he's going to want to go to a team where he can get a little bit of money but also be on a team that's going to be competitive as well, you know what I mean? So, yeah. definitely, definitely out on Todd Gurley. Again, don't think he's going to be as bad as... Guys that we've seen fell off in recent years, but I do think his production is going to go down, especially where he was a number one in Atlanta last year.
1: His best case will be sit out the first couple of weeks, rest the legs, and then he'll be a great pickup option. Yeah. Buffalo, and, uh, what, are yeah. yeah, Buffalo pickup option. what are we doing? Buffalo, what are we doing?
2: I think he'll be great as a pickup option. Buffalo! <laughs> Uh, we know that there's going to be they some people that, that won't be no, happy won't. to hear that Buffalo in the microphone. But, Kev, I'll stick with the running back trend. Lou, you're not going to like this pick because I, I know you're a big Miles Sanders guy. But I think Miles Sanders is going to be you know, a huge fantasy flop this year. And the reason why I say that is because I'm out on Philly. Look, we did our schedule predictions. I have Philly's record. You guys are going to have to wait to hear that till our schedule predictions come out. But don't worry. They're in the works. They're coming soon. But, yeah, I'm out on Miles Sanders. I'm not sold that Philly believes that they're – Team, their core, the the people that they want to build around are on their roster. Miles Sanders is very talented. But if you have a banged up offensive line, you have trouble with the wide receiver position, you're not sold on your quarterback position, I think it's just setting Miles Sanders up for failure. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I definitely think he's someone that, yeah, I would probably say I view him in a very similar category to the James Robinson spinners. Right around that flex spot, you know, running back three, if you can get him there, I think that would be great. Trusting him as a running back one, a right, uh, running back two, cross your fingers and pray.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think I'm 50 50 on him as a whole just because it's either they suck so bad that they're always running the football and force feeding. Yeah. But there's another guy I'm 50 50 on, and it's because I like him so much. Uh, it's Tyler Boyd. <laughs> okay. It's either going to be Jamar Chase takes all of the coverage and Boyd gets the benefits of that, or it's going to be Jamar Chase just gets all of the touches and Boyd's kind of playing second and third fiddle, and Joe Burrow has that LSU connection. Yeah. I'm really 50-50 on it, but I think Tyler Boyd's a great bench-wide receiver. You know what I mean? Good to fill in on bye weeks. Yeah. Maybe a flex versus a good matchup, but I, I don't think he's going to be a top 20 guy like we saw him as last
2: season. Lou, that. I'm happy you mentioned that because, Kev, uh, you weren't at the Eastie game we had a coach the other day. Satchmo pulled me aside. He said, Steve, I was listening to the episode the other day. He goes, Tyler Boyd, really? <laughs> He's like, I like Tyler Boyd. I was like, I know, Satch, I know. Just think the opportunity, you know, if they're drafting, you know, a guy in top five, they're going to give him the work, the uh, work. you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, okay, started to steal shine, but got to give Satch that little show. No,
0: you're good, you're good. And, and my last guy is a quarterback. And, again, definitely, you know, his best football has been behind him a while. But at this point, you know, the guy's arm is dead. His legs are toast. Tummy's huge. Big Ben. I mean, I just I just don't see it. And he was my son quarterback last year in my PPR league. And he did decently, especially when they were on that run in the first half of the season, that little 10-0 run. Are we surprised? But, I mean, dude, like, the guy can't, like, look at him. Like, the guy looks like he should be, like, selling burritos in the corner of, like, a. you know what I mean? Like, it's bad. We're coaching like, the quarterback. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, it, it's tough to think that he's going to come out and be... Super, super productive. Again, like, is he a guy that I would draft as, like, a backup on for, like, a bye week? Yeah, 100%. But I think his I think his starting, you know, QB1 spot in fantasy leagues is close to done.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. and that, that's, a, that's a fair point. And honestly, this year might be the year where we, unless there's, like, a 12- or 14-team league, Big Ben's probably not drafted. And yeah. there could have been leagues that that happened, you know, in last year, too. But I definitely think, you know, depending on matchup, like, and where he's playing, like, if you have a bye week, yeah, of course, plug and play. He'd be a a trustworthy option. Another person that I think is going to be a potential fantasy flop actually is somebody that I was huge on last year. Mm -hmm. So this is, you know, pretty critical of me. I'm taking somebody that I ranked as a top three tight end last year. And I think his scenario is really different, and even though he's probably growing and developing as a player, I think I'm out on TJ Hawkinson with Jared Goff going there, Hmm. him really being the only receiving weapon. Yes, TJ Hawkinson will see the opportunity and the reps to really thrive as a tight end, but it's just like, it's the Detroit Lions. Right. You also have to keep that in mind, and... I'm just trying to, you know, give you guys the best fancy. Unless advice. he's running out
0: out routes, what good is Jared Goff doing, yeah. right? <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> um, I think things things are definitely going to be tough for, for T J Hawkinson this year.
1: Yeah, I think it's either I think his his best case scenario is maybe five touchdowns and maybe seven hundred and fifty odds. If
2: he got that, I would call that a good season for Yeah,
1: that, but that's like best case. You yeah. know what I mean? From a guy we, we all really liked. Yeah. And I'm gonna take a, a huge stand here and I, I really think this guy Top 10 running back last year. I think Josh Jacobs is just not it this year. Ooh. Ooh. I'm out on it. I think the Raiders haven't gotten any better, but the division has. I don't think they've improved in any category across the board. He did have to split carries. And, like, how long are they going to run with that same core? And, and Gruden's a pass-first guy anyway, so I'm out on Josh Jacobs with the little Nick, tic-tac injuries and... He Jaje was period didn't run that much at Alabama. He he's not used to playing a full 16 game schedule. Now 17 games, I don't think he gets any better over time. Do I think he's a complete bust? No, but I think at best he, he's a flex this year.
2: Flex, yeah, uh, like like we said, you know, in, in that same spinning category. Exactly. In you know? like 50 50. It just it it's it all comes down to you know your league format because. You know, Josh Jacobs could be someone that could be extremely beneficial, or if like you're in a PPR scenario, I think I would much rather have Austin Eckler than a couple of those guys that yes. we've mentioned mm-hmm. um, from that running back position. And I'm going to go to the wide receiver position. Somebody in a new face, in a new place, Will Fuller. Hmm. And Will Fuller down in Miami, yeah, that that's a great little core they have. Will Fuller, Devontae Parker, and Jim O'Waddle. Gasicki, yeah. But someone someone's seriously gonna lose out on opportunities i think they're all gonna be affected and yeah we had a lot of injury history with will fuller with getting less reps and probably taking less hits i think he might be a little bit better a little bit more streaky though Mm -hmm. so i think we could see you know a couple plays a game where will fuller's you know running down the sidelines running a, a go route you know what i'm saying but can Tua get him the
0: ball? Yeah. I think it really depends on what defenses do with Waddle. You know what I mean? Because obviously, like, most teams are going to cover Devontae Parker as the number one. See, And I it's really, going to be tough to see if they defer to Will Fuller or if they're going to defer to Jalen Waddle.
2: I think that teams might look at Waddle as the one. Really? Definitely. Yeah. With the speed? I think so. Wow. Um, and with that being the case, I think teams would might be a little less worried about Parker and Fuller. And yeah. especially with those two guys having injury history, look, if... If Parker or Fuller get hurt and the other one can play throughout the year, I mean, that's going to be a great opportunity yeah. for for that other receiver. Definitely. But as a scenario right now with them having three, I only see Jalen yeah. Waddle being the only receiver to get over 1,000. I freaking yeah. love Devontae Parker. Me I wish too. some
0: Pats would get him, man. <laughs> it's a shame, too. It's
2: a shame. Well, guys, that's going to wrap things up for our potential fantasy flops. We talked about um, some guys that weren't going to do too good um, in our perspective for fantasy this year. And we also talked about some potential big fantasy names. So make sure to check out both of those episodes. And stay tuned with all the fantasy coverage we have coming to you guys throughout the rest of the season. September will be here quick. August will be here quick. Football is right around the corner with voluntary offseason training going on um, and things like that guys we got a youtube episode coming to you guys nfl teams with the most approved make sure you go to our youtube hit that like button subscribe put that notification bell on go to sits sandbox.net you guys can leave us a review right on our website or you can go to apple podcast and leave us a review and remember guys if it ain't five stars we definitely do not want it peace out